Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I am Steven. I am Isaiah. And I am the one they call Charlie. We'd like to welcome you to the No Spin Dash Zone, as I did before. <laughs> Not sure why I'm doing it again. <laughs> You're extra welcome. And also, welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. You're extra welcome this time. Yeah. Today, we're going to be playing Sonic and the Secret Rings. And there's a there's a reason they're secret. People aren't looking too hard for these. Yeah. There's a there's a fun bit where you're the lady character whose name I don't remember at all is like the, the genie? Yeah, the, it's like the lady genie. Sarazin or something? There's there's a good genie and a bad genie and also other the genies. The bad genie is a razor. His name is a razor gin. His name is Yeah. Is. Also, it's funny because it's a book and he's destroying the book and his name is Eraser. Yeah. 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 I was, so there's a bit where she's like the those rings like I thought they were a myth. And then later she's like, "Oh, cool, a ring." Her name is Sahara. So Sara? Sara. I think it's just Sara. Yeah. S H A H R A. If it was Sahara, I definitely would have been like, "Wait a second. Isn't it Shara? I thought I. It might be Shara, but I thought it was pronounced with the soft H. Okay, I thought I remember Sonic saying Shara. So. I mean, Sonic is also definitely not like worldly minded. Yeah. So he wouldn't know how to pronounce her name anyway. This this game is based on the Arabian Nights. But, yeah. like, they added Sonic the Hedgehog to it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, in Japanese, it has the hard A sound, and they call her Shara. So I guess it is it is Shara, but that means that the first H is not silent, and the second H is, which is really weird for someone who speaks English and, and reads in. I mean, English is already inconsistent. Right. Right. <laughs> for sure. Got for him. Sure. She's a genie. Sorry, go on. <laughs> so, so you know those auto-run sequences from Sonic 06 that we all almost liked? Yeah. What if we made that a whole game, but instead of making it better, we just we made, made it, it worse. We made it equally bad in different ways. I think it's a little bit better. I didn't find myself flying off into the ocean at all. Yeah, that's that's true. It's Already way more like it's it's extremely auto-run. Like it's it's you have a, a track. You know, and so you can't you can't jump into the ocean. However, you can fail to jump and therefore fall into the ocean. Right, but that at least, at the very least, feels like you made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> debatably, this game Debatable. this game is a very interesting thing where you hold down the jump button, and the longer you hold it down, the farther you jump. And while you're holding it down, you like slide like it's in Sonic Riders, the way jump works in you that. More than you slide. And yeah, Sonic you Riders, skid. to me, it felt like you were charging it and you didn't slow down for a little while. But in this yeah. game, you slow down very quickly. Yeah. But there's a there's a bit where you jump when you release the button, right? But if something happens that interrupts your jump charge, when you release the button, nothing will happen because you're no longer charging to jump. So there will be times where I'm like, all right, jump now. And the game's like, no, you didn't tell me to jump. And I'm yeah. like, but I did. And it's like, but that was before. This is now. Another difference from the Sonic Riders one is that that is the Sonic Riders thing is in an actual racing game, which means that you'll have to do every jump three times, and memorization is kind of expected in that case. Yeah. But here, if you miss time a jump, which is very very easy because many jumps have like you need to hold the button for two or three seconds before you get to the place where you're jumping. Yeah. Which means you need to know two or three seconds in advance to hit the jump button. If you don't nail it perfectly, frequently you'll just die. Like, not only lose rings, but just straight up die. Yeah. They do have, to the game's quote-unquote credit, rather than having laps, they just have you do the same course multiple times with slightly different objectives. Right. And I actually don't 
I didn't hate that part because yeah. like I do like racing games, and this to me feels more like a racing game than even Sonic Rivals did. Yeah. Even down to there's this thing that Isaiah and I have a slight dispute on, which is that the every level opens with a countdown from three, <laughs> and Sonic like standing as if he was about to run track or something. Yeah, and his and his heart is a flame, except it's a little bit too far to the side, so it looks like his nipple. Well, I think it's supposed to be that he's holding like a ring. And there's like a fire from the ring, but no. it's in his chest, even though it's from the ring. In the story, the Razor Jin shoots Sonic with an arrow, and when the flame is extinguished, Sonic will die. Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was associated with the ring because I wasn't watching any of the cutscenes, and yeah. as soon as you unlock the ring power-up, that's when you get the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fire in story is actually given to you after it appears in gameplay. So Sonic is kind of like Joseph in the way that his enemy is giving him a chance but also a time limit by yeah. placing something in his heart. That's that's exactly correct. Sonic is a Joestar. <laughs> oh my god. That's canon. <laughs> that's that's true. So actually the Razor Jin meant to shoot the other genie with the flaming arrow, but Sonic jumped into the way and now his his uh, life force is tied to the flame. And that probably has some story implications that I didn't get far enough to really see. But yeah, so there's that situation. We should also talk about the way that moving left and right in this game is done via tilting your Wii remote yep. to the left and right. And you hold it sideways. Honestly, I think that makes more sense than holding it like yeah. well, straight out and then tilting. The thing that weirded me out about this is not that like you were holding it sideways, but that there's a sequel to this game that we'll talk about later that Isaiah and I like a lot called yeah. Sonic and the Black Knight. That game you play with a control stick with a nunchuck attachment and the Wii remote just held. Why isn't this game like that? Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it is this game was released in 2008, right? The The Wii was released in like 2006, 2007, I think. None of that matters. The Wii launched with a nunchuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, like, we're firmly in the push-motion controls phase of the Wii's life cycle. Well, and that's why Mario Galaxy has the shake-to-spin thing, because even Nintendo, they were like, we need motion controls on this, and that's why it also yeah. has the pointer to, like, pick up stuff. But they put the control stick on because they knew that people would hate Mario without a control stick. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I don't even mind the tilt controls. What I really hate is the homing attack. Yeah, you have to push it, you have to, like, shake it forward. The, the game says... Push it forward quickly. That's not true. You have to shake the controller, except for the fact that when you shake it while you're holding it sideways, it just doesn't register it half the time. It's so it's so wonky. If I want to homing attack somebody, I just have to take a break from the world in which I'm playing a video game and instead violently shake the thing that I'm holding and pray to God that the video game has blessed me with my character moving forward. The only way that I ever got it to work was not by focusing specifically on what I did, but by holding the controller and then letting go with my left hand where the D-pad is and just violently jerking my right hand to the side. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not, the way it tells you what to do is not correct. And I, like, I'm so, I'm so frustrated by the idea that they took it through like quality assurance and they were like, yeah, this plays fine. The instructions we're giving them are sufficient. Let's go ahead. There's no reason for any of the movement to be on anything besides a control stick because this game would be fine with that. Yeah. You don't even really need, like you could be, honestly, the movement could be on a D-pad and you could still hold it sideways because yeah. 
the movement here isn't so specific. It's mostly just three lanes. The only thing that, unless you add a nunchuck, which is definitely the answer to this problem, but the only thing that you don't have enough buttons for is the boost meter, which we'll get to later. More specifically, my huge problem with the homing attack is that the jump button would suffice. Yeah, because that's how it's worked in every previous Sonic game. Because if you hit the jump button while you're in the air, uh, you will land quickly. But that's also true for if you hit the brake button. So there's no function the jump button serves while you're in the air that isn't served by other buttons, and therefore that should be the homing attack button. Right. Also, you can move backwards in this game, which isn't super important, but there's one tutorial mission where you're required to. Yeah. And they want you to do that by just tilting your controller backwards? Yeah. Why doesn't Sonic just start walking backwards when you <laughs> hold down the brake button? Yeah, I mean, I think I think there are situations in which you want to stand completely still and not move backwards, but um, most of those the time that happens... Those should not exist in this game. Those are, like, bad game design choices. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Most of the time the game wants you to stop, they put a very shallow, like, block that you can easily jump over to, like, make you stop so that you can see why they want you to stop. Because, yeah. other, like, the game doesn't give you enough time to know whether or not you want to stop, so they make that decision for you. It's so, it's so weird. Especially since a lot of these weird choices don't come up super often, other than homing attacking. Yeah. Because frequently you'll end up not having to turn too much and just deciding whether you want to be on the left or the right. Yeah. And that, that kind of feels good, but for some reason there's all these weird mechanics and the tutorial levels are kind of the most annoying to play through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm sure the later game gets more complicated. I didn't play too much of this game because I hated it, kind of. Yeah. Well, the tutorial levels are just really short with, like, very simple objectives, but they're very, like, specific and... Yeah. And dense. They're, like, full of shit. In order to make sure that you understand how to homing attack, you have to kill all ten enemies with a homing attack. And also, we haven't taught you how to walk backwards yet, so if you miss one because homing attacking is infuriating, you have to start over. I mean, you can also walk backwards. Like, you don't have to be taught that. But it's still, like, right. walking, missing a homing attack and stopping and walking backwards slowly to get to the point where you're far enough back that the homing attack is not too close is not fun. Yeah. The tutorial's definitely the worst part of the game. Like, that's the sure. unfortunate part. And, like, it's a Sonic game, so it kind of just doesn't make sense that it would be such a, such a heavy-handed tutorial. Right, it should be a more designed area. It's kind of in this, like, floating ethereal space, which makes sense for genies or whatever, but it's yeah. still not fun. Well, you're also, like, running on pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, it does have, like, a storybook element, that's right. Yeah. But there's no music, or there is music, but it's, like, an environmental, like, whoring sound, as opposed to this game's majority soundtrack, which is, like, rap metal. Yeah. <laughs> which also, by the way, is hilarious. Yeah. It's very funny. There's no one, like, actually rapping, but it has that vibe, almost. Yeah, I agree. Well, it, and it's... I was going to say something and I've completely forgotten what it was. Welcome to my world. Right. Uh, nope. It's gone. It's 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 been voided. Do you want to hop into like the equipment and stuff then? Well, I want to talk about like one other thing. Oh, I do, I do remember it, but go ahead. <laughs> the homing attack, this is like the first time you're given a reticle. I don't think Sonic Rush had a reticle, right? Right. No, it, did. it had a reticle for like some something, but it wasn't a homing attack. Did Sonic 06 have a reticle? No, it did not. No, okay, yeah. A reticle would have helped. Yes, it would have helped <laughs> a lot. It's very interesting that it, it was introduced in this game. Yeah. And it's also weird that it's a button and then a motion. 
Right. It, yeah, the process of events for doing anything in this game is very confusing. And the reticle is like, it's green to say that you can do it and if you're nearby, but like you can't do it until it's red and it's just... The, the green reticle just kind of doesn't need to be there at all. Yeah. Well, I think the green reticle is beneficial because it acts like a timer for rhythm. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because if you watch closely, if, if you jump from really far away, you'll see that it's kind of like a green X, and the ends of the X slowly come, like, pinched together until it's a straight line, and then it turns mm, red. I did not notice that. That almost never happens because you're never given that much time to jump before seeing an enemy. Yeah. So th there is a reason for it. But the other thing is that while it's green... If you do your homing attack and it isn't actually locking into anything, you can still hit enemies and bounce on them. <laughs> yeah. So if you're lined up properly, you don't need to wait for the red, which I actually kind of like because that means that you can sort of finesse your way through instead of waiting for the quick time events. Yeah. And I actually kind of like that free form because it makes it feel less like a quick time event than yeah. it would naturally. Did you guys ever have any problems with the camera? Not really. I, I never got motion sick or anything, and I never felt like I wasn't seeing everything in a straight line but when sonic took a right turn and then the camera turned <laughs> i was mad about it well okay so i think i played for more than you guys did i definitely played more than steven did yeah um, i only got through like the first level and i didn't fight the first boss i yeah. just unlocked i think the first boss there are a lot of times where so you're on rails so you would think the camera would be extremely curated which for the most part it really is in sonic rivals yeah well, and even here, it seems like everything is deliberate. It's yeah. just like they're choosing not to show you certain things. But there are a lot of times where the camera, like, doesn't act properly. It's nothing huge, but it's stuff where, like, it just vibrates in a weird way that's clearly not intended, and it's, like, kind of hard to look at. Like when you do a homing attack and there's nothing around? Yeah, and it just kind of, like, like, it tilts and then tilts back semi-rapidly, yeah. and it's, it's just unpleasant. There are very few points where I'm like, oh, I just can't see what I'm supposed to. But it, like, there were some bits where I was like, all right, I, I can't take this. In my experience, the camera movement was not too nasty. Yeah. But I, I could see if you were like trying to experiment with stuff, it would get weird. I eventually let the game kind of roller coaster itself. Yeah. And I think that's why I maybe ended up with less of that because I got out of the habit of testing things during the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> what a cruel tutorial. Yep, it broke me. But I think that because I was kind of taking it more smoothly and actually just enjoying the visuals after the tutorial, because I was like, wow, that sucked, but this desert looked dope. I'm just going to watch Sonic run along yeah. the sand for a while, because that was honestly probably worth the price tag for this game. Honestly, like, the first level where you just, like, run across sand for a really long time is just so pleasant. <laughs> but, like, the, the camera movement, I, I guess... I could see it being very nasty because I did notice that when I jumped and it didn't seem like I was supposed to. Yeah. It got a little weird. And also when you're like walking alongside a, like a wall, there's a segment where they want you to sidle for some reason. Yeah. All of the pace stops and then you have to tilt to the side to slowly sidle along the wall. Kind of Bok Tai style. It, get, it gets worse in the second world, by the way. Yeah, and it's already terrible in the first. Yeah. But at that point, the camera is absolutely awful because it's panned directly at Sonic and you can't see anything. Yeah. Oh, there was, there was one other thing for the gameplay. As far as I know, this is the last thing. But you can collect red rings in this game. Yeah, they're like called flame. Soul. Something soul. Yeah. yeah. There's three in every major stage. Yeah, and these come back in later Sonic games. And this is another situation like with Rivals, where I'm surprised that a mechanic came from a weird side game and made it to like 
mainstream Sonic entries. Yeah. And there's only three in a level instead of five. Yeah. Right, because Sonic Colors has these, and so does Forces, right? Yeah, and Generations. I, I think they rename them. I actually have no idea if they have a name in later ones. Colors is what, like, streamlined it. Yeah, that's true. Colors was like, there's five, they're in every act, and if you collect all of them, I think you become supersonic. I don't know what the deal is in Secret Rings, though. Yeah, and Secret Rings, as far as I know, they, they don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably unlock some secrets. This game has, like, a little fun unlock menu, but you'll hardly ever see it, because God help you if you can beat this game effectively. <laughs> yeah. You do, I mean, you get, like, experience points for every stage you beat. I don't think the rings affect that, though. They might, they might. I'm not sure, because I never really replayed a stage. I know when I replayed a tutorial stage, uh, I didn't get any experience that the second time. I know for sure that the tutorial stages function differently, because they give you locked EXP, and the main stages do not. Yeah. And I think you do get EXP for replaying a main stage. You also get EXP for failing a main stage, which neither of those are oh, true for yeah. the tutorial. That's actually also true for Sonic and the Black Knight. But yeah, so whenever you like level up or whatever, you have basically this equipment slot and you also unlock a new piece of equipment and you can go into this ring equipment menu where you're basically equipping skills onto a ring that Sonic is wearing and you have a finite number of points to spend that increases every time you level up. And so there are four different loadouts that you can have. I never got to the point where it was even worth bothering with alternate loadouts. Yeah, they give you so many slots that it's not like in Sonic Generations where you only have like a finite amount of slots. For the first 10 or so levels, you will have exactly as many slots as you need to equip everything. It's only like after that that it becomes limited. I frequently find myself picking like one thing that I didn't want to use, and it was just one of the things I couldn't effectively use in the mission. Yeah. So I just dropped it because it was pointless. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit where when you backstep, which is when you're moving backwards and you jump, you have this flame attack that can damage enemies. And I'm like, well, yeah, but whenever I try to use it, it misses. So yeah. I'm unequipping that. It costs five points. If you're backstepping to hit enemies, you have already screwed up majorly in a level. Oh, so yeah. So why do you need an ability to help with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a lose more ability. <laughs> There's also, after after you reach a certain point in the game, you get uh, what I will call a boost meter. It is not a boost meter. You get this meter that whenever you collect orbs, it, it fills up the gauge. And you also collect orbs by defeating enemies as well. Right. And you can spend that gauge to... For, for two different things. You can either go super fast and just kind of skip obstacles, a la Chaos Control from Shadow the Hedgehog, but not quite right. as good because you're still on the ground. And it's manual, isn't it? You still have to like, move like, left and right to get rings? I think that's true, yeah. I didn't do it that much. Okay. That's called a speed break. You can also do time break, which is when everything slows down so you can do things more effectively. I never used that one as much. Now, the problem with Time Break is that it doesn't actually make things happen slower. It just decreases the frame rate. What? No. Yeah. Literally, like, it just it changes the frame rate to, like, one frame every half a second or so. I never unlocked the boost. There's no, there's no smoothing whatsoever. Like... <laughs> It's just so terrible. There's a bit where I'm moving to the right, and I just watch myself teleport short distances several times. That's so atrocious. It's horrible. 
it's, it's I, I knew about the boost meter because there's an equivocal mechanic in Black Knight, but that yeah. just sounds like a goddamn mess. It's really interesting because the the meter in Black Might Black Knight is very clearly the evolution on these two mechanics combined in a very yeah. cool way. But the time break in particular is so poorly implemented that it's it's so silly that it even that there even was let's do this but better in a later game. Yeah, because also, why would you want to go slower in a Sonic game? Oh, yeah. Like, the argument could be made that you want to do bullet time, but this is not bullet time. Well, it's also not, like, I would want maybe that, but Sonic is moving as fast as he normally does and everyone else slows down. Yeah. I can see that argument, but the idea that Sonic himself also slows down is not fun to me. Yeah, I was really expecting, like, Sonic to be just, like, normal person speed and everything else to be crazy slow. But, no... Everybody's crazy slow. Including Sonic. And choppy. Yeah. So, needless to say, the gameplay is not great in this game. It's not my favorite. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't even feel super rewarding when you achieve things properly, because it, it feels kind of on rails, and it's not... I guess, I don't know what the best word... You know how, like, Star Fox, there's tons of enemies, and there's a lot to always do? Yeah. It feels, like, gratifying. This game is on rails, but it doesn't feel gratifying. There's not, like, a bunch of zombies to shoot all the time. There's not people to save. There's not things to do there's not a bunch of enemies to kill quickly there are very few interesting decisions to make at any point yeah it's mostly just try and keep an eye on what's going on and and honestly it's it's a fight with the control scheme most of the time because if it were just easy to go left right and jump that's all you do yeah so the only challenge presented is a knowing when to do those things and like b choosing which one to do either go left right or jump but this game does have redeeming qualities my personal favorite is the music this game, like like we said earlier, it has kind of this like rap metal style soundtrack where it's like really aggressive like metal beats for some of the songs, especially the boss fights. And then they don't actually have there's not like lyrics per se. There's people there's like samples, but they're unedited. <laughs> yeah. So one of them is just like a guy saying every single drop of all you got like just a bunch of times. And then later on in the song, he shouts, it has come to this. And that's a boss fight song. But it's got these really nice drum beats and, like, some really intense guitar riffs and stuff like that. And then there's a little bit of a change in tone for some of the level music. Like, one of my favorites is completely instrumental. There's no lyrics at all. But it's just this really kind of intense, like, theatric rock progression with some weird, like, desert vibes. Like, desert movie western interpretation of the desert vibes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like the the idea of running to a lot of this music because it's got this kind of one-two drum beat thing going on that makes it feel fun to keep moving. Yeah. My only problem with the music is almost exclusively like the menu music. Yeah, which isn't great. My music negativity just is spillover from that because you just have the main theme playing, but the main theme is already like a little bit repetitive and they just cut sections of it so that you have the same already a little bit repetitive bit repeating. And then it's so much more apparent how repetitive it is because they have the lyrics in it, as opposed to previous games where they use sort of an instrumental version. Right. Well, and, like, we were talking about it, we all like this song maybe the least out of the big Sonic-voiced intros that we've had so far. Yeah. And it's the one that you, the only one that you hear the lyrics in during the menu. Yeah. And I do think that, uh, like, a part of that is that 
Crush 40 didn't do the intro to this game, nor did they compose, nor did uh, Junsuno compose any of the music for this game. Like, any of it, right? I think that's true. Wouldn't surprise me. I tried to look it up earlier, and I only found out Disc 1. Uh, but Disc 1, none of, none of him was in it. Yeah, and Disc 1 is just the soundtrack to the levels. I think yeah. Disc 2 is, is stuff like fanfares and things like that. Okay. I'm not sure. It, it's got some weird song titles, like Yellow Pants, I think is the name of one of the songs. That's a good name. Uh, good is subjective. <laughs> but when you get into Sand uh, Oasis for the first time, I forget the name of the song for that level. What is the name of the song for that level? Man, if only I knew the name of the song. Uh, Let the Speed Mend It is the name of the song for that level. Yeah. And as the first real song that you hear in the game, because like I said, the tutorial level has music, but it's more ambient. Let the Speed Mend It is really good. It, it gets you pumped to run through the desert. And that level is not so hard that you feel like you bump into something and then get annoyed with it. So you're just kind of running through the desert with this cool music playing in the background. That song and that stage is the perfect way to get out of the tutorial fatigue. For sure. It's the one thing that I will congratulate this game on. The tutorial, navigating through the menu and hearing the same song, going through the tutorial and it's a kind of bland atmosphere, and then you leave the tutorial and hear the title theme as the stage complete fanfare, and then go into the menu and hear the title theme again. Like, that loop sucks. And when you get to Sand Oasis, it's a different atmosphere, it's different music, the stage is much longer, and it completely breaks that negativity and is so much better. Let's play some of Let the Speed Minute right here. All right. Isn't it good? Doesn't, don't you like it? Doesn't it make you want to play Sonic and the Secret Rings? Me too. I like the way. What's what's the name of that instrument? The like ding ding the, ding. Is yeah. It the, is it a, like a is sitar? it a sitar? I want to say it's a sitar, but I don't want to be wrong. Um, I mean, it, either way, it's probably synthetic. Yeah, definitely. But I like the way you have this sort of rap metal, and then you have like sort of that instrument and the other instruments that sort of give the Arabian Nights ambiance. You know? Yeah, it's a good vibe. Yeah, it's a really interesting, and, and Black Knight also does this very interesting fusion between, like, two really different genres. So it's it's got that, it's got that going for it, which is nice. I think, it, I think it nails a vibe that I don't think any other game has for me, which is like, which is like Arabian Nights plus metal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, in my personal opinion, Sonic and the Black Knight does it better, but that game doesn't exist yet in our podcast so it also doesn't blend it with the arabian nights music it yeah. does something which is a lot more it, like in uh, i guess like a real thing I, I don't know i'm sure there's other music that is a lot better than sonic and the secret rings at blending like the genres of rock and and arabia which is not yeah. a genre <laughs> i guess i don't know like but sonic and the black knight mixes it with you know like king arthur shit yeah which is already kind of built into metal specifically yeah yeah i guess that's true for, for me personally, I just don't know enough about the culture that Arabian Nights exists in as right. compared to King Arthur, which I'm much more familiar with. You can right. blame the uh, American education system for that. That is for sure. Because basically our best cultural touchstone for this is Aladdin. Yeah, which yeah. is not great. Even this game acknowledges, it doesn't say like, it's like the, what is it? Is, it's Arabian Nights. How many Arabian Nights are there? Uh, a thousand and one. Okay, yeah. They don't say that. They say 
It's like Aladdin. <laughs> they do, yeah. In the English version. I don't know if the Japanese version says something else. They literally name drop Aladdin. Yeah, they name drop Aladdin to give you the mood of the skin. They're like, this is the one that you know. So, I think this is a relatively good way to transition into, like, the art style. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Aladdin. Something that I was thinking about, this kind of reminds me of, Uncharted 3 takes place in, like, Arabia, so you kind of have that same kind of aesthetic. Like, Arabian architecture, like, the kind of ancient, I don't know if it was pre-Islamic, but, like, maybe Ottoman Empire type. You know, it's got those those doorways that are kind of got that, I guess the only way I can really describe it is, like, if you think of the Taj Mahal domes, it's, like, got those kind of right. shapes on them. Yeah, like the pointed archway stuff. Yeah, and I just now remember the anime Magi, which is very loosely Arabian Nights because it has characters like that are named Aladdin, Alibaba, and Sinbad, yeah. which the latter two are characters that are Tails and Knuckles, respectively. I can't even remember the order I said them. I so forgot about that. It's oh, really yeah. cool to see them like wearing these kind of neat, like, ancient outfits. Yeah. You see Eggman as a not-bad guy. He's just, like... I mean, these characters, like, almost exist to confuse Sonic because they look like people he already knows. Yeah. Right. Which, in my opinion, is kind of a good bit. Right. I think it's one of the best parts of this game is that kind of, like, coat of paint they slapped on Sonic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the cutscenes... Instead of doing the stupid... Instead of being, like, full 3D cutscenes like most console Sonic games like in-engine really hard to watch yeah or the handheld's visual novel style yeah this game goes into what the series is called the storybook series and kind of tells things as a story has very gorgeous illustrations that show the characters kind of almost moving within the cutscenes, but like in a way that like still makes it look like maybe a pop-up book or something yeah it's like vaguely animated they do this thing where they kind of like fade between a couple images yeah slowly so that it looks like Sonic's hand is kind of softly moving instead of the sharp sort of movements that you get out of like a visual novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looks really nice. Something I find interesting, which I guess we should talk about next time, is like the art style between this and Sonic and the Black Knight are different for these storybook sequences, but the presentation is the same. Yeah, I also, I think that like they have slightly different kind of filters put over them. Yeah. Because this one makes it try kind of look like the storybook was weathered by sand almost. Yeah. Which is a cool touch. Yeah, absolutely. I really like, I don't necessarily like the cutscenes, but I really like the presentation of the cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I could just look at all the art, I would. Yeah. I don't want to listen to Sonic talk, really. <laughs> well, it, this also does have the problem of, like, this line is supposed to last this long for the cutscene, except that you no longer have any sort of lip sync to justify that. So it's just, we don't want to have to like redo this, like cut the music or anything like that. So we'll just have somebody deliver a line awkwardly slowly. Yeah. And again, they still had the option to re-edit it. <laughs> yeah. They could have done that, but did not. It's like way worse that they didn't. Yeah. Especially this time. But I, I think that like the cutscenes are they're worth watching i didn't want to spend the time on them necessarily yeah because i was already getting tired of the game through the tutorial and that's a tough thing to deal with well and and the first cutscene sometimes there's just stuff that just takes up time like there's a bit where sonic is like oh i have wishes because you're a genie and then he sneezes and he's like i wish for handkerchiefs <laughs> and then he calls some hankies after that yeah and we just watch him be like yeah i know literally your world is in danger but like I got the sniffles, so we're going to yeah. spend a minute and a half on that. 
and Char is like, please stop. There's a video game here, Sonic. Yeah. Let's get to the game. And he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the cutscene definitely goes on for far too long. Yeah. But yeah, the, the game, I think I think presentation is what this game nails. Yeah. Yeah, especially for being a Wii game. I, I agree completely. Yeah, other than the menus. The menus are the only problem. If you yeah. hit a button and it took you into the game and there was no UI. Yeah. Well, and even, honestly, if you remove the tutorial from the game, like, the menu is so much less of a problem because you don't move between it nearly as rapidly. Yeah, honestly, I think that the only reason the tutorial is as egregious as it is is because Sega and Sonic Team, or whoever... I, was it Sonic Team who developed this? I think so. Let me uh, take a quick look. Who, whoever did develop it, I imagine they didn't trust necessarily that the audience was ready to play Sonic this way. Yeah, it's Sonic yeah. Team. It's definitely a weird way to play Sonic. Yeah, and because of that, they felt the need to give you this super long tutorial to make sure that you knew exactly what was going on before you hopped in. Yeah. And because of that... You know, it, it feels ham-fisted for us, people who are used to this weird motion control stuff. But I still I still feel like moving left and moving right and jumping should just be one tutorial. Yeah, it should not be that, like, three separate. <laughs> one for left, <laughs> one for right, and one for jump. There's, okay, they do actually have left, right, jump, and moving backwards are different tutorials. It's, uh, left and right is one tutorial, just to be clear. That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that it might not read as a joke considering what we've been saying about this game. That's true, yeah. Can you imagine if they were just like, tilt the control stick to the left to move left, and they had a whole stage where you move left once? It's just a circle. That's, I mean, to be fair, that is basically what the movement tutorial was, is you move left and then right, and then the stage ends, and then you yeah. go through the menu and do another stage. Or if you're me, you jumped over all those things until you got to, like, the rings they wanted. Well, that's the other thing is they have bits where it's like you could not do the thing we need you to learn how to do. But if you don't do it, then you won't hear a ding and then you'll fail the mission and you'll have to start over. There's also a mission that teaches you about jumping where you're required to jump ten times even though finishing it jumping fewer times would be more difficult and, like, more rewarding. Yeah. But instead, if you get to the end and you've played it well, you just have to mash the jump button a couple of times before the exit. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. It's very silly. The tutorial sucks. But the game looks great. I, th I think I, I feel comfortable saying this is the best looking Sonic game so far. Uh, yeah. It's got lower resolution than Sonic 06, right? So, I just remember, have you ever, like, looked at Sonic's model and, like, noticed he's, like, slightly, like, textured to look kind of furry? He has, yeah. like, a buzz to him. That's kind of weird. I, I guess this is probably the best-looking game, comparatively. I mean, it's I can't, like, say this that Sonic Adventure 2 looks better, necessarily. Right. You want to, but you can't. <laughs> but I think the problems I'm having with it is just because I know what Sonic can look like in this generation, but we haven't played that particular game yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, we'll get to colors, and that game looks phenomenal. Well, no, I was talking about Unleashed, but that's, like, you're right about that. <laughs> That the, the Wii can still do better. I think right. this is the generation where where Sonic really, like, nails visuals. Like, I mean, they've done it in the past, but yeah. for 3D Sonic specifically. I think they finally made a comfortable transition into 3D. Because Sonic 06 looks great, but it doesn't look like Sonic. Right. And this looks great. And even though it's set in a weird setting, it still looks more like Sonic than 06 did. <laughs> That's very true. Like, the Eggman, who's not Eggman, and he's like... <laughs> He, he's like literally a different person, but he looks more like Eggman. He's more Eggman than Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Rob Zombie song, more Eggman than Eggman. Yeah. Also, he gets kidnapped by a dinosaur. 
It was a pterodactyl, and for some reason, my early education told me pterodactyls were not dinosaurs. Right, they're Pokemon. That's true. Well, okay. So, like, this game gets a thumbs down from all of us, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like a soft thumbs down, though. It's, I mean, for me, it's a little bit harder because aesthetic isn't nearly as important to me as gameplay. Also, it's a racing game. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of hearing that. Sonic Rivals is not a racing game. And we still didn't like it, but this is a racing game, so Isaiah hates it by default, and then no. it has to like it has to earn its way back up, <laughs> and it didn't. I look, no comment. But it's all thumbs down, so like. Yeah, we're all we're all thumbs down. That's all. The, that's all that really matters. Yeah, the presentation is nice. The music is good. The gameplay not so much. Yeah. The walking sucks. Well, it's especially like the the farther I get into the game, the more curious I am about the equipment loadout, but like never enough to really be like. And that's why I'm still playing. If they gave it all to you right away, I might have been more inclined to keep playing. Yeah. But they didn't. They gave me five rings at the beginning of the mission. <laughs> this game is very much an early Wii game. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's a quintessential early Wii game. And it's two years into the Wii cycle, which is a little weird. I rented this game once, but for some reason my memories of it weren't as bad as they apparently were for Sonic Riders. This is the only video game that I have ever purchased and returned because I didn't like it. It's a rough time. You can find us on Gmail using the email account. <laughs> and <laughs> spin-zone at gmail.com. Very strong start. You can find us on Twitter uh, by following us at no spin-zone. And you can check us out on Twitch occasionally at no spin-zone.twitch.tv.com. Um, you, can, you can send help, please. <laughs> you, want, you want me to take over? Yeah. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash no spin dash zone. That's the one. You can also find our Patreon at patreon patreon.com. Uh no uh Charlie. Patreon.com Patreon.com slash NSDZ. You can back us for what is it, five dollars to get access to our exclusive show where we talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog Archie comics called Mobius Strip. You can also find me at Isaiah Games on Twitter. I was gonna do the twitter.com bit. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games, which is I S I A H Games. There you go. Yeah. You can. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Draws Charlie. I said I was gonna set up. I was gonna like work on my Twitch, but I didn't because I suck at doing things. Oh no. It's okay. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> like this outro. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, as another note, this episode is gonna be a little bit short, so I think we're gonna release a free version of. Maybe the first episode of the Mobius Strip this week to kind of pad it out and also, like, you know, give access to something to see what you might get if you do join the Patreon. Yeah. So that'll probably be up either a couple days after this goes out or maybe the off week. I haven't completely decided yet, but I'll send out a tweet to let you know what the final plan is. This is being recorded, like, weeks in advance. So, but yeah, that'll be about it. Tune in, uh, tune in next time for Sonic Rush Adventure, I think. Yeah, Sonic Rush Adventure. Yeah. It'll be the first good game we've played this season, I think. Oh, God. God, I hope so. Uh, it is good. I I mean, I'm not going to talk about it in the in in our show until we've until played it. Until we've played it. Yeah. See you later. Bye-bye. Bubby. Oh, part of time.